Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Wheeler, working against Danielson, drives in, gets the floater over top of Nelson, and one, she'll go to the line. Colclaw with the left hook, got it. Kennedy Colclaw with eight of the 14 for the Herd. Three on the clock, Wheeler, mid-range, elbow jumper, good at the buzzer. Welcome to Courtside with Kemper, with Marshall Women's Basketball Head Coach Tony Kemper. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. Coach Kemper's bunch is out to a 2-0 start after a Tuesday victory over Bluefield State 108-45, and then a Sunday road victory over Radford 68-64. Now Coach Kemper's team faces a matchup against Moorhead State. Andrew Rogers here with Head Coach Tony Kemper after a successful first week, two wins, a big win over Bluefield State, and then Yesterday at the time of this recording, a big win against Radford as well on the road. Let's start with the Bluefield State win. It was a balanced win. A bunch of different players got to play. Six are in double figures. Uh, just overall thoughts on that first victory. Well, I think it was good to get in front of fans and, and play together with the lights on for real. You know, I wanted to play at home to start the year and thought it was a good opportunity to bring somebody in like Bluefield State and kind of have a dress rehearsal that, um, that our, our team handled really well. You know, they were ready to play. You could see that. Uh, we had a lot of energy, really, on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, you talk about the balance scoring and things like that. I think you saw that we have multiple people with the ability to score the basketball. That's a good thing. And we scored a lot. We didn't play in a fashion to speed up the game and things like that. And, you know, I think that speaks to taking the right shots and, and some uh, discipline on defense to stay in front, force tough shots, get rebounds, and go. And, so I, I was happy with, with the first game, and you know I think it did lead into another, you know, kind of a different performance yesterday, but, but gutty, gritty, and, and I think we needed the first one to get the second one. Probably the best thing you saw from the Bluefield State game, whether that was a bunch of different players being able to contribute in the scoring column or just overall effort, what was the most impressive about that big victory? I think we had multiple people that were ready to play, and I think we had multiple people that took advantage of opportunities. And I, the thing that I liked, I, I thought the the chemistry or culture, or whatever you want to call it, of our group, I thought really sh- shone through. I think they were really pulling for each other. That's something that, you know, I don't write slogans on my wall and things like that, but we have good people in our program. We treat each other right, and I think they our, our team does a good job of wearing that on their sleeve. If you watch us play live or you watch us on TV, you know, you see that. And there was certainly a lot of enthusiasm amongst the group for each other. You emphasized to me last week and to the team about how this Radford game yesterday was going to be a big Conference USA kind of test, the atmosphere, how they play, how big of a confidence booster such early in the season is to get that road victory the way you guys were able to do that. It should be a big one. You know, and it it was everything that I thought it would be. We played really pretty well early, and a team like that, as well-coached as they are, I knew that they were going to counterpunch and and come back hard, and they certainly did that. And You know, they had us, which basketball will do this to you if you let it. It, it, There's a lot of runs of ups, highs and lows in there, and they had us in a pretty bad way at parts of the third quarter as far as maybe where our focus was and what we were thinking about. And... I was really proud of our team and our leadership of really steadying the waters. I thought we showed tremendous amount of competitiveness to, you know, they really wanted to win that game. And I didn't have to drive them very hard to get them to that point. That's what the huddles felt like. And, you know, so 
hopefully to tackle that early on and come away with a little bit of understanding about how to win games like that, I think is really important. So that is a learned skill that teams learn. Sometimes you learn how to win them and sometimes you learn how to lose them. So to go on the road, tough environment, good basketball team that wasn't going to beat themselves and come away with a win, I thought was big. You mentioned it a little bit there. You guys got off to the good start. They punched back, but then you guys were able to handle that. You mentioned, was it competitiveness that helped drive that, or was it just more so execution down the stretch and being able to make, uh, we'll say, winning plays there? Well, I, I talked to our team about our experience, and we did have an experience advantage against them. So, you know, winning games on the road in, in college basketball is really hard. The numbers say that, not not just for us, for anybody. Um, and so maybe those two things kind of balance out, right? We were on the road, but we had experience. I did think the experience played a role at the end, but that's what – I, I didn't know going in if that was going to happen. I knew what I thought should happen. Mm-hmm. But for our leadership, you know, I thought Cole Claw was really good. Kennedy, uh, Aaliyah Dunham was fantastic all day. And to win a game with Savannah kind of in and out because of foul trouble and different things like that, that kind of stuff has been difficult for us the last couple of years with Sav. If she didn't have a really good game, it was hard for us to win. So to find a way to get it done, uh, I think, speaks to the depth and speaks to the quality you know, pieces around um, as a group. That kind of leads into what I was going to ask you about next. Obviously, balance is the really the main, I think, word to describe this first week and to go on the road to win with Savannah only playing, I think, 20 to 25 minutes in that game. Who was able to step up? Obviously, Aaliyah Dunham's going to have the ball in her hands a lot and make a lot of, bit, a lot of plays, but it seems like other players around, when the opportunity came for them to step up, they made plays. I thought CeCe Mays was really, really good really set the tone rebounding-wise, got us some extra possessions in that, uh, scored on a couple isolation plays for us. Uh, those were big plays. Alexis Johnson hit a huge jump shot. And the, the thing that I'm really encouraged about Lex is I, don't, I think she's, she's going to develop. I don't think her feel on where shots are coming from is good right now. She will get that. Mm-hmm. And when she does, she can really shoot it. So I'm, I'm happy with her figuring out how to be productive because I think you're, we're going to see more out of her as the season goes on. So those two come to mind, but, I mean, there, there's it takes takes everybody down there. I thought Lorelai Roper was very good early in the game, really set the tone physically and got after some, some balls rebounding-wise that, that we don't normally get. And um, I thought the way we started and the way we finished was very good. We need to work on the middle a little bit, but – you know, as I said earlier, that's kind of basketball. You have some ups and downs, and if we learn how to level off better, you know, I think, as I've said before, I think this team has a chance to, to really get some things done. I want to go back and ask you about CC Mays. It always seems like she just finds the basketball. Six rebounds in both games. It just seems like wherever the play is, wherever the offensive rebound's going to go, she just seems to be in the right space and the right spot at the right time. Is that just something that she's good at and has a good uh, say, intuition for where things will happen, or is that something you've had to teach maybe her or whatever? Well, I think you make a good point about intuition. I, there's a lot of that that, you, in a way, you can't teach. Yeah. Um, you know, Dennis Rodman could track the ball. He, he could figure that stuff out. I think CeCe's got some of that in her, and I, I, she just plays hard, too. She's physical. You know, when she's in the right frame of mind, she really gets after people. So if you're going to play this game hard and then you've got some, some tools, you run your way into some easy baskets with that. You get us some extra possessions and – you know, she's coming around offensively, too, and so she's growing on both ends of the floor. She's learning a lot about the college basketball game. 
you know, I think hopefully her lesson yesterday, you know, she fouled out mm-hmm. on a play at the end that I don't think she'll make next time, which was, you know, learning about, I think we had a five-point lead and they hadn't scored a basket for a while. At this level, you don't want to foul and give them two free throws. Yep. You want to make them shoot a shot. You want to make them earn a basket. And she was playing hard at the time, but those – you know, those little things over time, she's really going to grow as a player. So I, I like coaching her because she, she accepts it well and she's learning, but um, that's a hard-playing kid, and, and that's why she's effective. Kennedy Colclaw was, was good in both games as well, and it seemed like down the stretch against Radford there, you used her at the five. Is that something that you saw matchup-wise in, in that game that you liked and wanted to use her at the five because you guys were rebounding well enough, or is that something as the year goes on we can expect late in games because – uh, she's been able to take some of these bigger girls off the bounce. When I look at our interior and guards are the same way, I, I see multiple people, maybe multiple paths to win different games. And mm-hmm. so really Radford had played, they played Pitt with two bigs. And so we went into the game thinking that that's what we were going to see. And they really countered with small most of the day. So that kind of led us to be able to play smaller more. And then I just thought those that maybe Lex and Kennedy down the stretch were playing a little bit better than the others. and But I think that will ebb and flow throughout the year. You know, what makes sense for us in the time I think can change. I think our guards are very much that way too. You know, we start we start Kia in there at the three, and CeCe's obviously been super effective, and then Bree Furby's been pretty effective too. Mm-hmm. So we have much more ability to mix and match lineups and still come out with with good results at the end. Defense seems to have picked up where it left off last year. I think 54 combined total turnovers between the two teams you play in these first two games. So what what did you see from the defense in that in these first two games that made opposing teams a little bit uncomfortable? Well, I think you're right on the forcing turnovers thing. I, I do think this is a group that can force a little bit more turnovers than last year. Last year, we, we got people to miss shots, and then we rebounded pretty well. This year, Aaliyah Dunham can really get the ball. And that's not a skill that I can teach either. She just goes and gets it. She's got a nose for it. She's got really quick hands. And, you know, if you look at our field goal percentage defense, it's yesterday was a little higher than I wanted, but we also forced 24 turnovers. So we sped them up in other areas. And I think it led us to taking double figures, more, more number of shots than what Radford got off. On the road, that helps you win. You don't have to make quite as many if you keep keep chasing them and keep causing turnovers. So I, I think that there is schematically we need to continue to grow so that we can get the field goal percentage defense down. Mm-hmm. And if we can continue to create turnovers like, like we are right now, which will get tougher throughout the year. You know, I, I think both teams early in the year, you're a little out of sorts, as I was talking about Lex, and we turned the ball over on some passes that I don't think will happen in a couple mm-hmm. games. Um, it will get more difficult to turn people over the deeper in the year you get. But right now, that's a good good stat, and I think Aaliyah's going to do that all year. Looking ahead to the Morsehead State matchup on Thursday, um, what do you know about them? I think this is the first time you'll play them since you've been the head coach here. Uh, just one game under the bells, a loss to Michigan State. So what do you know about Morehead State and can bring a challenge to your team? Well, they have a new coach this year. So new coach, and I, I think they have nine or 11 transfers. So... You know, they played Michigan State maybe like Wednesday of this week mm-hmm. um, or last week, I guess it is. And they have they had about 10 days between when they played Michigan State and when they played us. So we do have some film on Michigan State. Are they going to look like the film we watched in Michigan State? Michigan State, who we play later, is really, really good. So when you go to East Lansing, 
Um, you may not be thinking that you can do the things to them that maybe you can do to us or mm-hmm. people in their league. So I, I think, you know, we certainly can look at personnel and things that people do, but I would be surprised probably if they handled us like they tried to handle Michigan State because of Michigan State's quality. So we know a little bit, uh, but we're going to have to adjust and react on the fly. I, I know that as well. A general question here and last one moving forward. Because you guys get off to a good start and win these two games, how do you keep the group level-headed and, and not realize, okay, we just because we got these two wins, let's not be satisfied with the road victory. How do we maintain our level head and, and move forward in a positive way still? We can talk about that, but a lot of that is player-driven. They understand that they don't have it all figured out yet. And I do think that they're hungry to win. And so we've got, I think we have some, we've got a lot in there that can change outcomes of games. And I think they're hungry to kind of change the trajectory of what people think they are. And so they just have to keep that, that mentality. They like to play. You see that. They like to compete. You see that. So I don't really anticipate them having a problem with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kind of keep touching on it throughout the year. Coach, good luck again tomorrow. Thanks again. Thanks. That does it for the second edition of Courtside with Kemper. I'm Andrew Rogers. Stay tuned because the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network pregame show continues as we get you set for Marshall versus Moorhead State. Thank you for listening to Courtside with Kemper with thundering herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Thank you.